You're listening to the King's Place podcast. Presenting music, comedy, spoken word, poetry, and art from around the world. kingsplace.co.uk Hello and welcome to the King's Place podcast, a monthly podcast full of all the latest news, information and exclusive interviews highlighting the upcoming events at the venue. On this edition we look at some of the performers involved in the third King's Place Festival. The festival running this year from Thursday the 9th to Sunday the 12th of September. This incredible annual season of 100 concerts is packed very neatly into just four days. A showcase of everything you'd expect from King's Place, such as jazz and blues, folk, classical, spoken word, comedy and some slightly more experimental music. Tickets are available from just £4.50 per concert. More details later in the podcast. So on this edition, we talk to Jenny Cashman, the Learning and Development Manager of June Music, about the Tomorrow's Warriors Jazz Ensemble. Sam Lee from the Magpie's Nest gives us his own introduction to the world of folk. Paddy Steer tells us more about his brand of Manchester-flavoured space pop. And we'll even squeeze in a little tour of King's Place's Pangolin Art Gallery with Polly Belesca. But first, we caught up with Toby and Kevin from the Swingle Singers over a cup of very reasonably priced coffee at King's Place to learn more about their creating of some really interesting vocal events under the title A Cappella. A full festival will occur in January 2011, but before that, there's some little tasters as part of the festival season. I'm Kevin Fox. Um, I sing baritone and vocal percussion. I've been in the group for just about three years. My name is Tobias Hook. I've been in the group for over nine years now, um, and I'm the low bass and also do some vocal percussion. Uh, the Swingle Singers are an eight-person a cappella group, four men and four women, based here in London. Originally started in Paris in the 1960s by a fellow named Ward Swingle. It started off um, almost by accident, just eight session singers getting together and reading through some Bach piano music. And long story short, they took off. They won five Grammy Awards in the 60s uh, and have continued ever since. The group now, of course, are all new and much younger, but... Uh, we still pay tribute to the original group by doing some of the original uh, swung Bach pieces and also adding in a lot of new and contemporary works as well. original ideas was to use the voice as an instrument so all the music that they sung originally was written for instruments so for organ for, you know organ fugues uh, inventions uh, written for piano orchestra um, and so naturally you had to come up with some sort of lyric so they, they invented a, um, a very specific scat and I think a lot of people will recognize immediately maybe they don't recognize the name of the single singers but instantly when you hear the sound of the group you can you can recognize it and it actually I think it influenced a lot of vocal music especially in the 60s um, you know if you listen to film music by Michel Legrand or, or Bert Bacharach uh, in the 60s it's you know you can hear the single singers 
I mean, there's a lot of different strands to a cappella. A cappella really doesn't define any style, and it, the human voice is an a cappella is just uh, so immediate, and it, it's such a great, uh, great thing. We have barbershop, you have gospel, you have you know close harmony, you have of course classical uh, choral singing, and um, Glee is sort of has picked up on that trend and just made it um, into something contemporary again, which is great. I mean, it's always been we knew it's always been cool, but um, you know Glee. Uh, has really put it uh, you know, in, into the mainstream back again, so that's great. And it was fantastic for us to be involved in the show as well, and, and provide some of the incidental music for it. In most episodes, it's not us. Um, we were we were sort of heavily heard, I suppose, a lot in the pilot episode, and uh, and then I think in another episode as well, they used a little piece of one of our recordings. But um, but certainly the other the sound and the style that they were going for was I think very clearly based on the swingle sound and in fact I think they were even instructed to try and sing it in a swingle way when they when they had the session singers in to do to do the music for it. So yeah. And my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. It's a, a new thing for us, but it's quite exciting to be able to, uh, to essentially curate this festival. Um, we're speaking, of course, about the festival in, in, in January, the London Acapella Festival, some of which you will hear uh, as a little taster in September as part of the King's Place Festival. Yeah, last year, uh, or I should say this year, and this January, we uh, started off featuring the music of, of Britain. So we brought in groups from London and actually from all, all around Great Britain. And, uh, and it was fantastic just to highlight what's, what's happening here and because it's, it's not as well known here uh, as it is in Europe and certainly in America and other places. And it was, it had a, it, the response was amazing. People came from all over the place to, to, to sort of find out what was, what was going on and it was really an exciting thing. So next year we're going to expand on that, have some more British acts, also bring in some, some international acts as well. From the 100 concerts, uh, we have a nice little selection actually, a group that we've worked with, the Swingle Singers have actually worked with before. Uh, they were the 2009 barbershop champions, British barbershop champions, they're called uh, Evolution. Uh, fantastic quartet and uh, we had them at the festival, at the last festival, they were a huge hit. So we're bringing them back and they're doing two slots uh, in the September uh, festival. Uh, we also have our wonderful collegiate group uh, from Oxford called In The Smoke. The collegiate scene is, is a little bit smaller in, in the UK, but it's growing very, very quickly. And, uh, um, and so we really wanted to sort of showcase that as well. And so they're going to represent that side of things in September. Programs like Glee have really helped to, to just give some ideas and to inspire groups to say, hey, look, you know, the visual aspect of, of the, this thing is very important as well. And so I think more and more that's becoming a, a part of certainly the contemporary sort of choral scene is this idea that, yes, it's, you know, you want to make beautiful music, but also you want to, you want people to leave with a smile on their face, you know, and to say that, hey, that was a great show. Not only was that great music, but that was a great show, you know, uh, as, as great as going to the cinema. Or and I think it's great to see that idea catch, catch on with other choirs as well, with just general standard standard choirs who realize oh wow you know it can this can be we, just by adding a little bit of choreography maybe you know a little bit of color you can actually make this into a show into a real spectacle
In the Smoke, the Diversity Choir and Evolution perform at various times on Saturday the 11th and Sunday the 12th of September as part of the Swingle Singers programmed a cappella concert series running throughout the King's Place Festival. Visit kingsplace.co.uk for more information. From swingles to magpies, as folk promoter Sam Lee tells us more about the world of folk music. Well, the Magpie's Nest is a, it's a musical events company. We programme under the, under the banner of New Folk, Old Folk, No Folk. The aim is to sort of cover the spectrum of emerging musicians, old stalwarts and people influenced by the tradition. The folk music I always define on the, uh, uh, on the music about and by the people. It's often personal or self-referential, but ultimately it's, it's music that deals with the human condition and society and challenges, challenges, always challenging and causing trouble. <laughs> Where have you been, my long, long love? These seven long years or more I'm seeking for my farmer vows you gave to me your tongue of your former vows for they will breed sad strife hold your tongue of your former vows for i'm become a wife he's turned him pentangle and the watersons were the modern artists who i first discovered this unaccompanied songs or songs that were were so different and melodically so different the the, the tunes were so exotic in folk songs, but then they were hinting at their sources and suddenly I was sent back another generation to the field recordings, uh, to the wax cylinders, to the, no the notebooks of Cecil Sharp and, and then from that, you know, the folk club appeared and discovering other people who were also discovering it and those people who've been inspired by it throughout their lifetime, you know, the Martin Carthys and the Lou Killens and, and actually that extraordinary journey brachiated journey that folk music has taken in so many different directions and I think my feeling was that this is great it's wonderful but my god it needs youth and energy and liveliness put into it because I think there was a certain there's a certain dourness a certain stuck in its ways the magpies nest was the first young person's folk club that was set up here in London and pretty much the country and it caused a, a bit of a, a stir because suddenly young people were going to hear folk music in a young person's environment. I wanted to make it accessible to all and I loved hanging around with lots of octogenarians for Saturday nights but I sort of felt my life was lacking a little bit and that my friends and people like me also may maybe appreciate it as well. <laughs> Stepmother's heart twisted like bark till she had no room for love Come in, come in, my sweetie pies. Night is nearing better. Folk music is not a bucolic country music, as is often the impression. There's a, you know, there's a great industrial strand to it, and some of the musicians who are performing at the uh, the Broadsiders and Balladeers concert are sing songs from the from the from the industrial repertoire, but also that. Folk music is is not it's not about you know back pubs and you know campfires. Sure, it exists there, but it's it is it's popular music in its way. I think it deals with situations around and you know for a, for an urban culture that we are primarily. Um, Alistair Roberts writes beautifully about what it's like to live in the world today, and I think hey, 
folk needs a good lip of paint anyway so as a as a musical form it may not be put together in the same box as classical uh, with that same aesthetic but no it's this is important and strong music she wore the guise of a winter squall blowing through my empty hall with Raymond well, I'm hoping that you know audiences that haven't experienced folk will come here, and having the uh, the background of, of this environment, King's Place will give it the credibility that it has. But also that uh, folk enthusiasts who sit on the periphery, who come to the odd gig, seeing it here will give them that sort of wow. You know, this is great stuff. It stands up well in a concert hall, and it has. Uh, uh, and well, maybe it's a bit posher than we thought it was and I quite like it now. Uh, I'm not so ashamed to go out and say oh I went to a great folk concert on Friday night. That would be brilliant. I would say get out there, go and listen, go and discover. Don't judge by label, just judge from your heart. My love and I are going away Although we know not Sam Lee from the Magpie's Nest at King's Place. Debs Newbold, Jess Smith, Taffy Thomas perform as part of a series of Magpie's Nest events on Friday the 10th of September, themselves part of this year's King's Place Festival. The Magpie's Nest will also return as part of the new Folk Union Friday Night series at King's Place with some of the artists Sam mentioned in the interview. So far with the festival, we've covered the world of vocal music, folk music and next to the world of jazz. We caught up with Jeannie Cashman, the Learning and Development Manager of Dew Music, to learn more about a very special jazz ensemble, Tomorrow's Warriors. Tomorrow's Warriors um, is basically the learning and participation programme of Dew Music. Um, so Dew Music is the umbrella company. Um, it's a platform for professional jazz musicians. So it's in its 19th year at the moment. But Gary Cosby, who's the artistic director, um, has kind of been informally mentoring young musicians since, since 91. Gary's amazing and he's always been very passionate about um, mentoring young people. Uh, you know, he was mentoring, you know, various, various young musicians through jam sessions at the Jazz Cafe and, you know, all sorts of wonderful things were happening. And then they sort of didn't really have... Um, the black musicians didn't have anywhere to go. People wouldn't sort of take them on. Um, nobody wanted to write about them. Nobody wanted to represent them. Dennis Baptiste, who plays on YouTube, who's going to be it's going to be one of the bands playing at this festival, and um, he's sort of one of the first ever warriors. Basically, I think um, Gary met him about. 20 years ago and has been mentoring him ever since and he's now managed by Gene Music and is releasing his fourth album, I think, this year. In YouTube, um, which is Gary Crosby's band, that's sort of, I think that's kind of really known as a tribute band, really. Um, and um, and then we've got uh, one, of, one of our small ensembles, the Tomorrow's Warriors Quartet, um, and that involves um, three Tomorrow's Warriors who are a bit older um, and have, you know, studied music and specifically uh, jazz music. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, well, the music that they play is kind of their own um, compositions and, and arrangements. And, and then with the uh, Tomorrow's Warriors Biggest Band, that's, that's one of the core cool groups, the Youth Warriors. 
they're really into sort of um they really want to kind of do more composition work so we're we're, we're in the process of kind of setting up a um a, sort of a series of comp- composition um style workshops I think the more creative um, you know people can be with it, the better. I mean, it, you know, it really does depend where you're coming from because you know some people um, they prefer their jazz to kind of be clean and you know they're not so much into the, the fusion. But I think certainly with with our younger musicians, you know, they're kind of listening to all sorts of different music, not just jazz music. And they're incredibly dedicated to the program and um, you know very committed and and love playing with Gary. You know, they really respect him and but yeah, at the same time. You know, they want to do their own thing and they, you know, they like the idea of kind of being able to, you know, fuse things, which I think is the natural thing, really, especially as, as you're young and you're kind of learning and developing. And But, you know, our youth warriors are still sort of into the, um, you know, they're very much into the old school as well, you know, and they know all about their Count Basie and Miles Davis and all the rest of it. Tomorrow's Warriors play in different formations on Friday the 10th of September in a series of concerts as part of the King's Place Festival. And our last glimpse at the festival today comes from Paddy Steer, part of the group Home Life. He plays as part of Arctic Circle's Outer Circle Manchester series of concerts on Sunday the 12th of September, alongside other Manchester artists Nancy Elizabeth and Dennis Jones. We caught up with him on the phone to learn more about Home Life's own unique brand of space pop. Hello, I'm uh, Paddy Steer, I'm with Home Life. Uh, well, I'm not really the songwriter Tony, the compatriot of about... 20 odd years, he's the, I'd call him a songwriter. I only started playing drums when I was 40, so I'm a bass player about 30 years. I don't know, drummers are kind of like, uh, it's a bit of a pigeonhole, I don't know, I don't really think of myself as a drummer, it's just a, a general musician, I think. Just, we have, a, we have a double at everything, pretty much. It started with me and Tony, and it kind of evolved into like Seven Piece and another uh, friend, Simon King, who did film soundtrack stuff with. And then we kind of enlisted various other players, of many of which uh, who we still play with, like Seeming, do a trio with her, and uh, Gray and Massey, who still play various outfits with him. Uh, but it was just kind of got a bit too much as a 12 piece. It existed as a 12 piece for a, a few years, like two or three years. And we've kind of uh, Rather than going mad, we've just kind of like trimmed it back and uh, kept a bit of our sanity. And, and Paddy, have you worked with um, uh, Nancy Elizabeth and Dennis Jones before? Yeah, we've sort of dabbled with each other over various bits and bobs. I've you know, contributed little bits to both of their albums and uh, done bits of live stuff with Nancy and bits of recordings with Dennis. Yeah, so 
yeah, that should be interesting. And they're both, they're both Wiganites, so they're kind of like, uh, their folks were kind of neighbours. Uh, I'm not from Wigan, of course, but uh, people's paths just kind of cross, don't they? You just kind of end up, uh, strange things are at play. So, yeah, uh, they're quite different stylistically as well, as you know, which is good. I, I kind of like, uh, it's kind of glad that we're not all particularly in the same boat, you know, although there is singing involved. Funny, is the cliche true? Is it raining in Manchester? Is it raining? No, it's sunny. I'm, I'm sat upstairs in my vest here. So, yeah, no, it's kind of quite quite warm at the moment. It's, it's threatening to rain. We've just had a lot of tubs put in our back alley, so I've got various clematis that I've been watering day in, day out with my neighbours. So, yeah, no, it's quite dry up here. But, uh, yeah, I, I think climate change has uh, sorted that, that miss out. But we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Paddy Steer from the group Home Life on the phone from Manchester. Paddy plays as part of Arctic Circle's series of concerts Outer Circle Manchester on Sunday the 12th of September. There is also a similar themed series of showcase concerts Outer Circle Bristol with Bristol-based artists on Saturday the 11th September. Also well worth checking out. This is the King's Place Podcast. Lastly, on today's podcast, we pop back to King's Place to get our own personal guided tour of the Pangolin Art Gallery with Polly Baleska. My name is Polly Baleska. I'm the gallery director here at Pangolin London. We um, set up the gallery when King's Place opened almost two years ago. What's special about us is that we're affiliated with a foundry out in Gloucestershire. So we make the sculpture that um, you see on display for the various artists. Um, so that's really nice being able to see the working process. And um, we're one of the only um, galleries in London dedicated purely to exhibiting sculpture. I think we're probably showing the most uh, number of large-scale sculptures in London at the moment. You could almost call us a metropolitan sculpture park, I suppose, in a bit of exaggeration. But we do have, um, at any one time, um, in the building, approximately 20 pieces of large-scale sculpture, both on the waterside around the canal and um, down outside the the concert hall. A lot of people do walk past them and think, oh, that's nice, but they don't really connect it with the gallery. Um, for those that haven't seen it. Big Bear um, is a fantastic piece, probably about seven foot tall, um, very smooth surfaces, and it's a big bear that looks like it's either about to hug you or um, attack you. And it's by an artist called Michael Cooper. He's actually a stone carver. That piece is probably about a tonne and a half of bronze, um, so you wouldn't want to give it too big a hug and have it uh, <laughs> um, uh, take you on. But um, yes, he's, he's an excellent artist, and actually our next show after Phallus and Wonderland is, is all work by Michael Cooper so that would be lovely to have his whole menagerie of animals here in the gallery. 
And do you have an actual art trail that people should follow when they come into the building? It's up to each individual. I mean, some people don't like being pushed in a certain route. Um, what we do is we've got maps available around the building, um, which just shows the various points at which we've placed sculptures, just so people can look up what they are if they're interested. Otherwise, really, it's it's for people to interact with and not necessarily know who, who they're by. I mean, each sculpture is labelled, but... Um, it's quite nice. You might miss something if you walked in without having a look at the map, but um, we're, we're, we're pretty relaxed and we just want people to enjoy them. And um, and lastly, what's coming up at the gallery? Um, I've, I've mentioned Michael Cooper, who's coming up next. Um, his pieces will be in both stone and bronze, so there'll be an interesting relationship between the two there. September sees the first ever sculpture show by the photographer, the notorious photographer, David Bailey, who's been producing sculpture in a very private fashion for the last number of years, quite, quite a long time. Um, he calls himself an image maker, and he really is an image maker rather than just a photographer. And uh, they're quite an extraordinary group of sculptures, so I highly recommend people come and see that, um, and some brand new photographs by him as well. And then we've also got Bill Pye's um, water sculptures around the building, and then after that, um, the last sort of main exhibition that we've got this year is by the Royal Academician Anne Christopher, and she's um, going to be installing her beautiful, very elegant um, subtle pieces they're a big contrast to David Bailey so um, there'll certainly be lots on here you've been listening to the King's Place podcast most of the events we've been talking about on this edition are in the third King's Place festival which runs from Thursday the 9th to Sunday the 12th of September 100 concerts in just four days a showcase of jazz blues folk classical spoken word comedy and experimental music tickets are available for just £4.50 per concert with discounts available through the telephone box office and multiple ticket purchases full details on our website so please visit our website which is kingsplace.co.uk for more information about these events thanks for listening you're listening to the king's place podcast presenting Music, comedy, spoken word, poetry, and art from around the world. kingsplace.co.uk